How many of you guys know what, what are we talking about this week? So we're talking about family, that family matters. That, that's the series that we're in right now. You know, right now in days, everything matters. You know, everything matters. Black life matters and all this thing. Well, family matters, amen? Family matters. And we've been speaking about family. And last week, my husband gave, gave an amazing teaching about the role of the men in, in the home. And if you were not here last week, we would love for you to go to our YouTube page and for you to see it or see it through Facebook and, and receive what was spoken from this pulpit to your lives. But today I have the honor to speak about the role of the woman, the spiritual role of a woman in our homes. And I know that many of you guys are like, well, you know, a pastor, I don't know if that, that teaching applies to me. Well, it does apply. Because if you're a woman in this room, no matter your age, this word is going to apply to your lives. And if you're a man, it's going to apply it too. Why? Because you're going to understand how God has wired us. God has wired us so different. Praise God for that. You know what I mean? My husband is totally the opposite from me. And thank Jesus for that. You know what I mean? And God has given us just by design, he has wired us different. And now in our generation, now, now the role of the woman is, is it, they want to define our role. They want to say what we need to do and what we can't do and all these things. Well, let me tell you guys something. God already said, what was our role? God has already defined our role. Even before we were born. And that's the beautiful thing about God. God doesn't see you just as something that he made. He sees you as someone that has purpose and that has a destiny. Someone that has been wired in such a way to fulfill a purpose. And today we want to speak about that in a woman's life and what the Lord wants to do through a woman. And if you're here and if you're young, just, I know, let me tell you, that if you apply these principles, even when you are young, because I was raised in a home when, thank God, my mother was there and I bless her. I was able to learn a lot of these things through my mother, through my, my physical mother. You know what I mean? Because she taught me certain things that the Lord wants us to do, to do through our design. And in this morning, we're going to speak about that. Amen. And like I said, this message is going to apply to all of us in this room because we have a role in every aspect of a family. Thank God there is a space for all of us in our families. Amen? Amen? Amen. You guys, you know, it's early, but it's not that early. It's, it's 1031. Amen? So I want to tell you guys that today, you know, I, I was saying that the, the, the men, and, and like I said, I want to encourage you to look at the, at the teaching of last week and this Wednesday. So guys, write it down. This Wednesday, there's a men's meeting at this place. Amen. Where, the men, give a shout out. <laughs> give a shout out. Yes. 
There's going to be a meeting for the men, This a gathering. It's going to be amazing. Don't miss out. 7.30 at, here at NUMA. It's going to be powerful. And God is going to just, he's going to take you, my husband said, and, and the Lord put in his heart that this year, he wants to just bring a focus to the men and, 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 and he wants to lift up men in such a way for them to become what God has called them to be. So we're excited for that. And I want to just tell you that, that in our family, and I want you to go to Ephesians 2.20, because like we were singing in the beginning, Jesus is the center. And we build upon Jesus because he is the cornerstone of our faith. And I want you to go to Ephesians 2.20, and it says, Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus, is Christ Jesus himself. You know, we are building our families upon the cornerstone that is Jesus. I don't know how people can do it without him. But we as believers, we're supposed to build upon, upon that cornerstone that is Jesus. And upon that cornerstone is a foundation. And the Bible talks about the man being that foundation. And, you know, like I said, the world wants to define our roles, how we need to live life. But God has said it already, how we need to build our families, how we need to build our homes. And the woman, because today we're going to speak about the woman's role in a family, we are those pillars that sustain that building. We are those pillars. The man is, Jesus is the cornerstone. The man is the foundation. But let me tell you, those pillars hold that home together. And we play such an important role in our homes and our families. Woman that you're here, I want to tell you, you're, a, you're blessed. You are blessed by the, by the design God has given you. And we see so many crazy things happening around us and people changing their original design. But at the end of the day, we've been empowered by our designs. And God made you a woman because he has a purpose. God made you a woman because through your design, God wants to establish great things through us. And I'm blessed to be a woman. I'm blessed to be a woman. I don't know if you believe that with me, but I believe it for you. You are blessed. So like I said, in Ephesians says that Jesus is the cornerstone. So the women are the ones that, you know, we bring this structure in our families that, let me tell you, we kind of hold it up. You know what I mean? We hold it up together for our husbands, for our children. It's a little chaotic, you know. That's why we could do so many things at the same time. My husband tells me, I don't know how you do it, but I'm like, I don't know either, but praise God. <laughs> he gives us the grace to do what we need to do. 
So today I want to speak about four of the spiritual roles. Four spiritual roles for a woman. And if I want, I want to encourage you for you to write them down. Write them down because it's gonna, you could apply it at every moment. You could apply it for the rest of your life. And I'm gonna, like I said, I want to speak about the spiritual roles of a woman. We have many roles, but I want to speak about four spiritual roles in our, in our home. The first one is prayer. And that's a powerful weapon we have. If you thought that you couldn't change things, oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you have the power to change things through prayer. Myself, my husband are a product of a praying, prayer, praying woman. We are the product of that. We came to know Jesus because a woman stood and prayed for us. In my husband's case was his aunt. She was a pastor. She is still a pastor. She's 70-something years old. That woman is strong. She is mighty in the Lord. And that woman prayed, prayed my husband through, you know, the kingdom in prayer. Every day she prayed for him. Every day until she got a call and my husband told her, Tia, guess what? Guess what happened? I received Jesus in my heart. And that day that lady told him, you know what, Chris? I haven't stopped praying from you from day one. It took many years. It took many years for that prayer to be answered, but that prayer was answered. So us as women, we have the power to pray for our homes, to pray for our children, to pray for our husbands. And let me tell you, I don't know about you, but at night when my children are sleeping, I go inside their rooms and I pray over their lives. And I'm like, you are sleeping, but you're hearing me in the spirit. And I command that you hear what I'm telling you and that you will become the man or woman that God has called you to be. And they're sleeping. You know what I mean? I do that almost every day. I get up at three, four in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. They're sleeping. They're gone. And I do that. Because I know that my prayer has power because God has given me that design. And today I encourage you, woman, for you not to stop praying, for you do not to give up on prayer because it didn't, you thought that it didn't work. And maybe years are passing and maybe you're thinking, I'm praying for my husband's salvation and nothing happens. Yes, something is happening. Maybe you're not seeing it, but God is doing his work. My dad, he's over there. He will laugh and he will be like, oh no, you know, he will, my mom was a believer. She was, she, she, be, she became to know the Lord. She came to know the Lord when she was pregnant of me. And my dad 
oh my God, he would just go with her to church when there was baptism or when there was something special. You know what I mean? And one day, a pastor came to my house. And this pastor told my dad, hey, one day, you're going to be a pastor. And one day, you're going to serve the Lord with all your heart. You know what my dad did? He just laughed. My dad laughed. My dad was like, no, I'm not. Oh, well, what is he today? He's a pastor. <laughs> He's, the, <laughs> He's a man of God. So that prayer came to pass because a woman believed God that he was going to do what God has promised him that she, he was going to do in, in, in her generations. So, woman, I encourage you, if you are going through something, don't ever stop praying. Don't ever stop praying. And God might answer you in a, different, in a different way that we're expecting him to answer. But just because he does that doesn't mean that he hasn't answered that prayer. Amen? And we see in the Bible, and I want you to see, I'm not going to go read it, but Anna, Anna was a, a woman in the New Testament, she became a widow after seven years of being married. And from that day, she went to live in the temple. She was a prophet, and she stayed in prayer to see the promise of the Messiah. And one day, Jesus appeared there. And that promise came through. And you could see it. I'm not going to read it. But you could see it in Luke. I'm going to read it. Luke 2, 36, 37. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher. And she was very old. Her, her husband died when she had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow. To the age of 84, she never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. Woman, I want to encourage you. That doesn't mean that you're going to be here every day, the whole day, but we have the power to be praying all the time for God to do what he was meant to do in our families. And I want to encourage you to continue in that design that God has given you. Number two, write this down. We have influence in our homes. A role of an influencer, we have it. And I have this example here. Because we're like this, you know. You guys see this? Everyone sees this? This is water. But the woman has the power to make things happen. You know what I mean? We have the power to influence our homes. We have the power to change atmospheres. I don't know if it happens to you when I'm in a bad mood. I could get everybody in a bad mood. <laughs> you know? So that's why I got to control myself, you know? 
my, my children are like, so the woman has the power to influence. So we're like, you know, this water is, is water, it's plain, nothing is really happening. It has no taste because water doesn't taste like anything, okay? But when you put this thing, this little powder, this little powder has the power to make this water changes the color, that looks kind of taste. How many, how many of you guys do this every day at your guys' homes? Tea. <laughs> my husband is a, my children are tea lovers, you know. We do this every day. Well, the woman has the power to give color and flavor and could change everything. This thing doesn't, cha doesn't taste like water anymore. It has a taste. It has a color. And this is the power that we have as women. Can you believe that? We have the power to influence to this point that we could make things change. And that's by the sign that God has given us that power. But we have the power to influence for the wrong things, too. I've seen women that know Jesus that have the power for destruction and to do things totally the opposite way that we need to do things. So just because we have that, you know, that role in our homes, make sure that we do it right. Let's make sure that we influence our homes the right way. Let us be used by God to influence our homes. Like I said, we have the power that if we are going through something, even if we have our period, you know, things change in our homes because we might get in a bad mood, you know what I mean? So we have the power to influence. And I want you to go Genesis, to Genesis 2.18. And we're going to read what the word says. And if you're there, you could say amen. Amen. Can I get a cup of, a cup? Can I get a cup, a vasito? I got a little thirsty. I want to try that water that now is tea. Okay, so we're going to go to Genesis 2.18, and it says, the Lord, Then the Lord God said, It's not good for men to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. Well, we are those helpers. We are those influencers at home. Thank you. Amen. God made us and God knew, oh, God is going to need Tita for Harold. When God thought of Harold, he was like, I'm going to make Tita. Tita is the perfect fit for her, for him. Amen. 
So God knew what we needed, men, what you guys needed when he made your wife. He knew that you were perfect for her. So women, don't ever doubt. Don't ever doubt your role next to your husband. Don't ever doubt the influence that you have upon his life. You could have it for good or you could have it for bad. So be wise. Be wise. Let us be wise in our homes. Let us be influencers that will make a safe place at home. I don't know about you, but I'm on top of everything. I'm on top of my children. And now they're saying, since they're growing up, they're saying I'm, I'm kind of annoying. You know what I mean? But I don't, I don't, I don't mind them saying that. Because let me tell you, we have the power to influence our children, to influence our husbands, to influence the environment of our home. Let's be wise. Let us have fear of God in our hearts to play this role. And know that God has given you that power not to get your way out. Because I've seen that too. I've seen that too. People that think, oh, you know, I could do anything with my husband, so I'll do anything with him. No, you can't. You know you can't. Let him play his role. Let him be man of the house. And I tell my husband, I know I have influence in his life. And he has told you guys, but I have, a, I have understood that he is the head of the house. And I tell him, honey, babe, you know, I don't know if you could, you need to do this this way. You know, when he's going to make a decision or he's about to do something. I tell him, can I, can I tell you what I, what I feel? This is the way that I speak to him. And I tell him, oh, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. But you know how I finish? And I've learned this, not because, oh, the pastor. No, because I've learned this <laughs> through the word and through wisdom and through my mother that has taught me. I go, babe, but you know what? Whatever decision you make, I'm going to adjust to that. Because you're going to make the decision at the end. What happens when he doesn't do what I told him to do? That happens. That doesn't mean that he's wrong. I got to trust in his wisdom. I got to trust that he's leading my home. And I'm going to tell you a story. We were living in a home I think around five years ago that we were going to buy that house, a beautiful home. The person that was, that rented the home, it was for an option for us to buy that house. This woman had put that house in such a beautiful way. It had everything. She made it, she, even when she constructed the home, she put Bibles in the foundation because she's a woman of God. And her desire was for her to buy, for us, for her, was for us to buy her house. I was so excited because I'm like, yes, this house is perfect. It's beautiful. I love it. We're good here. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, this is the house that we're going to buy. 
This is the house that we're going to stay at. This is the house that I'm thinking is ours. And one day she comes to my husband and tells her, tells him, Pastor, you know, you know, I think it's already time for us to decide if you want to buy this house. You know that you have first dips. You know that everything that you've given for mortgage, I'm going to apply it for your closing. The perfect scenario, the perfect scenario, the perfect opportunity. And I'm like, yes, you know, we're going to stay in this house. What's perfect? You know, I don't got to do anything. I don't got to, I don't have to move. I don't have. And my husband comes and he tells me, babe, the Lord told me that this is not the house. I'm like, it can be. I'm like, it can be, babe. Are you really sure, my amor? Did you really hear the Lord? I go, I think, you're, I think you are not listening to him right. I told him that. I go, babe, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if you're really listening to the Lord. But, you know, and I'm there fighting inside of me because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the home, you know. Well, guys. Definitely, I was like, well, I was not happy. I could tell you, I was not happy. I'm like, now I got to move. I got to look for another home. This is perfect. I don't need to give a down payment. It's already given. I'm like, boy, what are we going to do? And now we're looking for homes and now 20, 30,000 of down payment. I'm like, where am I going to get that money? I already gave this money in this house, you know? Well, it came to the point that I'm like, okay, babe, perfect. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust my husband's, you know, discernment with this. I want to kill him, but I'm going to believe what he's saying. Well, guys, let me tell you, well, that's not the home that I'm living. Months later that I moved from that house, my, my brother comes and he tells me, Gabby, you got to be lucky you didn't buy that house. And I'm like, what would happen? He goes, you know that all those homes, all the foundation was totally wrong when they built those homes. And all the backyards are just crumbling through the lake. Those homes, all the, the people got to rebuild. They got to rebuild their backyards. They got to rebuild. And they got to, you know, it's, you know, it's chaos right now in that neighborhood. You imagine that if I would have had influenced my husband in just getting my way of getting that house, I wouldn't have had the money to, 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 to do something, you know? Well, guys, our role is to be influencers, but to trust in the discernment that God has given our husbands and the one that is leading our home. And if you're not married, you have the power. You, you, you are under authority, under someone's authority. Just trust. Trust in that. Trust in your parents' discernment. Trust in your family's discernment, be an influencer, but in a wise way.
not to get our way. Amen. You guys receive that? Amen. And Esther was the perfect example for this. When you guys read about Esther, but she had the voice of a man in her life. It was her uncle. Her uncle told her what to do and how to go about her way. But she was able to influence the king and she saved a nation. She saved her people through her influence. And that's the power that we have, guys, as women of God, amen? And today, my desire for you, for you to embrace your roles and for you to start living according to that. Because let me tell you, it's going to be for a great blessing. And this nation needs great women and great men of God to stand, to do what we need to do. Our hope is not in the president. Our hope is not in the government. Our hope is in Jesus and in the power that we have as children of God. Amen? Amen. So number three. Another role, spiritual role that we have as, as, as women, we are protectors. We protect our homes. We protect everything around us. And I see women that are not married or they're, or they're, they're young. And I see the, 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 the sign of being protectors. And I see, I see Melanie right there. And she's a protector of, of, of animals. She is such a protector. You know what I mean? But that's her design. I see you don't got to be married to apply these principles. You are part of the, of, the, of the family of God. And you have a role as a woman. So we are protectors. We protect God's purposes in our families. I don't let the enemy mess with my family. And when I see something that he's doing, oh my God. And, and, and even my family, like my, I see my niece, they know. They're like, if Tia Gabby was here, <laughs> you know, she'll make things happen. Because <laughs> that's the design that we, God has given us. God has wired us to protect God's purposes. You know how we get pregnant and we have children? Well, that's the power that God has given us. We have the power to protect a life by design. God has entrusted us that. God has entrusted you for you to protect God's purposes in your husband's in your children, your brothers, your sisters. Don't let other things take that role. And that was, God gave us that design because when we read Genesis, and I want you to go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 3.15. I'm a little thirsty. Let me taste this tea. Go to Genesis 3, 15. It says, 
and I will put, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. You know that in the garden, something happened that the enemy has a fight and he has picked the woman in such a way because he know that through a woman, the Messiah will come. Through a woman, he knows that the purposes of God are going to be accomplished. That's why he hates women. The enemy hates a woman of God. The enemy knows that if you are aligned to the Lord and if you hear his voice, oh, you're a weapon and you are his biggest nightmare. That's why so many women throughout his, the history of this, throughout generations, you see what women go through. Abuse. Abortion. So many things. The enemy doesn't like us. He doesn't like us. But you know what? He is defeated. He is defeated. Because at the end of the day, through Mary, Jesus was born. And through Mary, the Messiah is here. And who has won? Jesus. So the, the enemy hates when we become protectors and when we, you know, protect our families. I'm, 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 I'm looking every time. I'm like, what are my children doing? I don't leave them there in the computer the whole day, not caring about what they're doing, not to disturb me. Oh, no. I'm there seeing what they're doing. I'm checking on what they're doing. I'm making sure that they're being wise to make the right decisions. So girls, do not feel, mothers, do not feel bad. One day they'll thank us. One day they'll thank us. I thank my parents. I thank my mom. My mom has been such a wise woman. I thank God for her life because she was always there making sure that I would do the right thing. I didn't like it back then. I thought that she was crazy, like how my children think I'm crazy. <laughs> but, you know, and let me give you an example. In the Bible, we see the mom of, of Moses how she protected Moses, how she, she didn't care that she wasn't going to raise him. You know, the love, I think one of the strongest love that we have is the love of a, a mother towards her children. You, mother, you imagine that mother just giving up her son, putting him in a river. That is crazy. I don't know how she trusted the Lord like that. 
She put him in a river to make sure that he was going to be safe. And then she just kind of planned everything for her to be the one to raise him, even though she was not going to be his mother. And that, and we see through the Bible, woman, woman that protected the role of their families, the role of their children. So don't ever give up on that woman. Don't ever, ever. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it's tiring. It takes time. But do what you got to do. I remember personally, and the band can start coming up, guys. I remember when I was pregnant and, my, and, and I was at the doctor. It was, you know, the, the, the detailed sonogram that they do to, to every mother that is about to give birth. And I remember that day I was with my sister, my husband, my brother-in-law. And I saw them that they took forever to do the sonogram. And the doctor will come in, and the nurse will come out, and the, you know, and, and people will start coming in the side of the room, and I'm like, what is happening? And I saw that they will take longer and longer and longer. And then the doctor goes, the, the nurses, the nurse tells me, listen, the doctor is gonna come and speak to you. Don't be scared, he's gonna come and speak to you. And I'm like, okay, fine. And that that day my sister had come from New York. Many of you guys don't know her, but she is a pastor. She passed her church with her husband in New York. And that day, the doctor tells me, listen, I want you to prepare yourself because I want to give you some news that, that I want to let you know that your, your, child, your child is not coming right. Your child might have um, um, Down syndrome. We're seeing a heart, a heart problem. And they started speaking to me about all these problems that my child was coming with. You imagine. I started like, I, did, I just saw the doctor speaking, and I wasn't even hearing what he was saying. Because it was such a shock for a mother. And I just stayed still. And I'm listening to the doctor. Tears start coming down my, my face. And I'm thinking inside of me, what is he saying? What, is, what does he mean that my children, my, 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 my baby's not coming right? At that moment, my sister was there. And my sister, she just got up and she told the doctor, be quiet. We don't receive anything that you're saying. Because that child that you see in my sister's belly is a child with a purpose. You might not understand what I'm telling you, but I shut your mouth right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even knowing what she's saying. I'm like there in shock in the, in the table with my belly and the, and the gel. You know what I mean? Like there. I'm like, what is happening? And my sister... And then the doctor goes, well, well, well. He goes, he was like, well, I'm just, I just got to tell her this, you know, like, this is my role. And she goes, we cancel everything that you've said. And he gets up 
And she goes after the doctor, my, my sister. She goes after the doctor and she tells him, you just don't know who you're speaking to. But right now I tell you, doctor, all those words are canceled. I was still crying. I was not even hearing too much what she was saying. I went to the bathroom. I was crying. My sister opened the window of the, we were there at Baptist, at that doctor's, um, at, the, at the bathroom, there was a window. She moves and she was, devil, you stay back. You have no room in our generations. And we have uncovered you today. And you have no plans with our family and our generations. So you back up right now. Let me tell you, at that moment, I didn't have the strength to be that protector of what God has told me that he was going to do through my generations. But a woman rose up at that moment. And she just told the enemy, you back up. I've, I know already what's your plan, but you, your plans will not prevail in our generations. That's the role that we have, girls. That's the role. We, we could put the enemy in his place and tell him to back up when, he, when we see him messing with our children, when we see him messing with our families. Oh, we're not going to let him. And if, you, and if you can't do it because you're weak at that moment, I was weak. I pray that in the name of Jesus, one, another woman will, will get up for you. Your sister, your mother, your sister in Christ will believe what God has already said that he's going to do. And that's part of our design. And I bless, I can't, I can't even forget that moment. Because every time I'm like, oh, just my sister put the devil in his place. My sister put the devil in his place. And let me tell you guys, when my baby was born, perfect. No heart problem. No Down syndrome. Nothing. The enemy wanted to destroy. Because you know what he, the doctor told me? This is the time for you to have an abortion. This is the perfect time for you to have an abortion if you want to. You imagine if I would have gone by what the doctor said? You imagine if at that moment, since I was weak, I would have said, okay, I have no choice. My baby was perfect. My baby was perfect. No heart problem. Amen. That's the Lord, guys. And the last thing that I'm going to tell you as our role. Have you guys been blessed by this message? I pray that the Lord has empowered you girls. And men, that the Lord knows that you have a fighter next to you. <laughs> you have a, what is this girl, Wonder Woman? Is it Wonder Woman? You know how beautiful she is? And the last role that we have, we have many, but I'm, I'm just focusing on this four. 
the role to be, to bring affection to our families. And this one, guys, we've lost this essence of being feminine with our design to being caring and loving towards our husbands and our children. I see girls just walking because since they've been hurt, they want to be tough and they're cold and they think, you know, they're all this and that and they don't want to love and they, they're not a, you know, no, that's not us. That's not us. By design, we're different. God made us in the garden. He didn't make us outside the garden. You know what a garden looks like? Flowers, beautiful, rivers, mountains. I don't know. You know what I mean? At Eden, hello, beautiful. We're delicate. Don't be tough. You can be tough. I, I think I have a strong character. But that doesn't mean you're not affectuous. You're not, you don't give love. You don't give care. And let me tell you, women that are married in this place, our husbands need our affection. They need it. And I'm going to tell you a truth, that if we, if we will take care of our husbands how we take care of our children, most of the problems will be gone. Because we do anything for our children. We see them hurting and we're like, ay, mi cosito. Jeremy gets hurt and I'm like, ay, mi chiquito, you know, my baby. He's my baby. Give that affection to your husband. Give that affection to your, he needs it too. Most of the problems will be gone, guys, if we would do that with our, right? The men are like, give a shout out to the man. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> the man. Hello. Hello. You're going to get married. You better bring that girl right here and I'll, t I'll teach her. Me personally, I don't like people hugging me. I don't like people kissing me. I hate people touching my hair. I don't like that. I'm like, I don't like, I'm like that, you know? So in my nature, I'm not lovey-lovey, like caring and like, you know? Like my husband starts going like this and I'm like, hey, babe, no me toque, you know, like, <laughs> you know? So guys... But you know what? I got to do that for my children. My children need it. My husband needs it. We need to show aff affection. Have, have meals ready in your home when your husband gets home. Even those details, we've lost them. We've lost them. We're like, no, we work all day. We're busy. I don't cook. I don't do this. No, do it. That shows love for your home, for your family. Let's not miss what God is, wants to do through us. 
Even if I'm tired, I know my kids. And the other day, my, my son, I sent him to, I, I get up every day and I cook for them. I make them their lunch, but they don't eat sandwiches. My kids don't like sandwiches. They don't like burgers. They want food. They want rice, beans, they want carne, pollo. They want those things. You know, and I'm like, ay, Señor, why did I do this to myself? You know what I mean? And the other day, my son goes, Mom, what type of lunch did you send me? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because that day I was, I got up so late and I'm like, oh, chicken nuggets, una quesadilla. I'm like, freak out. Yeah, there, I'm done. He goes, Mom, what was that? How come you didn't make me picadillo and rice? How come? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, kid. Girls, let's give affection even in those details. Let's take care of our homes and our families. Let's give them what they need. Let's create safe places a safe environment for our homes and our children and our husbands. That they know that they're not missing out when they're out there. But we make that happen, girls. We make that happen. I just want you to bow your heads right now. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, even if you're a man, what is, what is he speaking you, to you today? What is he telling you? I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you this morning through this message. The center of it all Jesus at the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be It's always been you, Jesus 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 at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the I want to take this moment to pray for all the women that are in this place. 
No matter your age, I want you to stand up and I want to pray over you. I want to declare that you become who God has called you to be. And that you will not let the system, this world, people, nothing define who you are. That you will live for his purposes. That you will embrace what God has given us. You are going to do it different than me because God has wired you different. Your personality is going to be different. But I pray that every woman that is here, even watching us online, you will know that God created you and that you have all that it takes to be who, has, who he's, he's called you to be. And God is going to place women around you that are going to teach you, even if you don't know it. Because we, we weren't born with a manual. The Bible is her man, a manual. I've learned this through women that God has put in my life, through my mother, through my sister, through my sister-in-law. Through my sisters right here, my daughters, I've learned so many things from them. So we're here to support each other. We're here to root each other. We're here to fight when when you have your battles. We're here to protect each other. We're here to encourage us not to step on each other. We're here to be who God has called us to be. And I declare that in Jesus' name upon your life. I declare that you just stand as the woman of God that you are. And you don't have to push it. It's our design. Just be who God has called you to be. Father God, I just pray at this moment for your beautiful daughters. I thank you because you've given us this design, Father, to fulfill your purposes. Father, I pray that you will empower them in such a way that they know that they're equipped to do, to be the mothers, to be the daughters, to be the sisters, to be the wives. Father, I pray that your love will cover any fear that is in our hearts. And I pray that through your Holy Spirit, we could decide to stand and to be what you've called us to be. I bless them. As a spiritual mother, I bless them. I bless their lives. They're beautiful in your sight. I pray for wisdom. I pray that if they're single mothers right here, I pray that they know that they're not alone, that they have you. I pray for strength. I pray that you could always protect them, Lord.
And today, I tell you, Satan, that you've lost. You've lost with them. You take your hands away from any woman that is here right now in Jesus' name. I pray for all confusion to leave their minds right now and for their identity as daughters to be the one, the pillar that they know that they're daughters, that they have a father, that they're loved. Right now in Jesus' name, I pray that over each woman that is here. I bless them in Jesus' name.